0: Well, 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 it's your girls. <laughs> what? What? I thought I was a way of introducing the podcast show. <laughs> sorry. There's two things. First, you saying it's your girls it kind of makes me think you're talking about someone's boobs. Okay, two, weirdo. Two, it, whenever I feel like your tone of voice is very low-end very Luann. Yeah. Well, 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 it's your girls. <laughs> it's, it's your girls. Like I was, I was thinking about today. Maybe that could be a cute phrase on the pod. Like your girls, it's your girls. hate hate your girls. Like, I like, it. like, and that could be, like maybe on t-shirts or hats someday like your, your girls. girls like your are girls. you part of the are you one of your girls i don't know this is kind of all falling apart as i discuss it <laughs> you know what let's explore it in the exploratory phase of uh, our merch conception and then let's just be open to change yeah open to iteration as right. entrepreneurs you know totally at love are that. To pivot. we are not afraid to pivot at all folks or fail fast Oh my gosh! A fail On fast. Zero to one. We have a saying at Facebook: feedback is a gift, and that's something I think you could take in stride a little bit. <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> that I could take in stride? Okay, <laughs> do I was I taking it poorly before? i not taking in str- it, the only thing I'm not taking in stride is you telling me that I need to take something in stride. Well, I mean, <laughs> case in point. Oh, I did not say. I don't want like to preemptively tell someone, hey, I need you to take this in stride when it's like a totally benign thing. Like, I mean, they just need to receive feedback and take it in stride. Oh, 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 so you weren't telling me to take it in stride. That's part of the Facebook policy. No, I was telling you to take it in stride. I'm confused. the feedback, okay, the feedback I'm going to give you. Anyways, feedback is a gift. That's our saying. Feedback is a gift. The past is a joy. You live in the moment it's good to breathe and be alive I <laughs> it. how's it going sis how's your week been I thought I was I thought maybe I had been exposed to coronavirus so this weekend was a freaking nightmare I spent so much money getting po- food postmates to me and it was a nightmare but Thankfully, I actually wasn't exposed. The person tested negative. So it's all good. That must be really hard when you have to just have food delivered to you. <laughs> it's just so tough. You know, it's when just you so feel tough. Like, when you feel like a leper in your apartment, yeah, it is. Like, I, I didn't feel comfortable being within six feet of my roommate. So I just kind of stayed in my room all day. And I, yeah, mean, and I mean, that these, is annoying. these these four walls are gorgeous. But at the end of the day, they are just four walls. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm glad to hear that your solitary confinement has ended. Yes, thank you. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. We had a really fun weekend with friends. Oh, don't rub it in. Yeah, it's honestly the opposite <laughs> of your weekend. But I'm feeling the effects of that right now, feeling a little bit more tired than usual. But it was, yeah, it's been really fun. So, very good. Yeah. I feel like we've gotten into a groove where... Like, do you feel like we talk less because of the podcast? Because we try and save our like catching up for the podcast. I feel like we've have gone. We have started talking a little bit less, which makes me sad. We don't do our daily check-ins, but I think it's also because we used to check in while driving to work. That's okay. That makes me feel better. Right before, I just thought we were drifting apart. No. But now that makes me feel better. Yeah. No, it's just because you always, you had a 20 minute commute and I had a 10 minute commute and we would, I would just call you every day on the way to work and you would call me. Yeah. Um, But now since we don't drive to work, we don't, we're not in that habit anymore. So, but we are not, we are not, we are not drifting apart. We are still one flame, one flesh, (laughs) Oh gosh. two sisters, same corpus. Oh my gosh. I think we should put one flame, one flesh on the t-shirt. One flame, one flesh. <laughs> what, 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 no, no, I, I thought you were a copywriter. That's like the, the, that's, the that's trash, okay? Well, I hope I Mark Zuckerberg is not listening hey, to the podcast. Lauren, I appreciate that feedback. I'm gonna take it and strike Oh, gosh. <laughs> I can tell you're already drinking the Kool Aid. I really am. Okay, before we kind of dig into this week's, like, you know, array of topics, I need to tell you about something truly horrific that I saw on the internet this week. What? Tell me. I'm shaking. (laughs) And I know this is going to send shivers down your spine because I think you and I have both had experiences with this type of scenario in a relationship. Okay. I'm ready. Quivering and quaking as you speak. Um, I'll just get right to it. Gift giving, please. (laughs) (laughs) Gift giving is not Prince William's specialty. At all. It's not really? his love language. Okay. Maybe it is, but he does not know how to give it out. Give it freely out. Okay. Um, so can you imagine, can you just imagine you're dating Prince William? Okay. And you're dating Prince William when he has a full head of hair. You are probably, you know, splitting your time between ritzy bars in London and polo fields. Okay. You are living a true dream life. You are, you know, investing in your future as a the future queen. And all of this is so glittery and wonderful. When he presents you with a gift for Christmas, maybe your birthday, it doesn't specify. And it's mm-hmm. a set of binoculars. Ooh. Okay. What, what do you do? Do you have a fundamental moment as a person where you think like what am I getting myself into? Like clearly this person, this life is not what I thought it was. This person is not who I thought he was. If I'm dating a Prince Chandler, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Okay. That's not the time to be your authentic self. That's your time to be the perfect girlfriend. Okay. (laughs) Like literally becoming a queen is at stake. So if I get binoculars, if I get a yardstick, whatever, I don't care. Let's do a little role play. Okay. I'm going to be Prince William and you're going to be Kate and we're going to pretend like I just handed you a beautiful box, you know, with gorgeous wrapping.
1: And well, why don't you do
0: it? Why don't you ha- assume the the voice of Prince William? Okay, Lauren. I'll assume the voice of Prince William. I'm not going to make my voice deeper because I don't want to sound William, like... Prince William, I'm so happy to be spending this time with you today. <laughs> Kate. <laughs> Kate. Yes. Yes. Here's your Boxing Day present. Oh my gosh, Prince William! I, ne- I never thought, I never thought that you would give me a present on Boxing Day of all days to receive presents. Wow! Thank you. Let me open it. I would love to do that. I'm undoing the ribbon. I'm peeling back the the box. Oh my gosh! I. I'm about to shed a tear, Prince William. I have been hoping for a pair of binoculars. There are lots of things that I want to see, but that are too far away. And this solves a major problem for me, Prince William. Thank you. Thank you. Whew. How was that? Wow. I'm sold. I think Kate Middleton <laughs> has vision problems and it's heartbreaking. And Prince William has just literally saved the day. Ugh. she's just a yeah she's just a person who wants to see things that are far away like it's actually very romantic it's oh my gosh it's literally a marker for the future it's like well, yeah, look she's gonna into be future. on a lot of balconies right, as right. part of the monarchy well yeah and it's just a metaphor for like looking ahead that's stunning that is stunning i'm crying it's it sounds like he actually is an impeccable gift giver i think this reporter like literally got this all wrong got the story all wrong Wow. Okay. I have personally worked on becoming a better gift, uh, giver this year because I used to be like truly terrible at it. You've always been a great gift giver. I just think about like one time I gave my boyfriend a Groupon for his birthday. You did? I did. <laughs> and I, you I made, was like a link, like a link to well, an, like oh, a no, a no, no, <laughs> I, br- I bought that is something so embarrassing, embarrassing. It's that's so embarrassing. so embarrassing it's so embarrassing i was okay. young and broke you know and naive yeah, yeah. nonetheless though i, I would have been better off giving him like a visa gift card for 40 dollars rather than a freaking groupon <sighs> um, i mean a visa gift card is pretty lame would you rather say oh they got me cash or they got me a groupon uh, I would rather have a group on because it's at least it's really? something. Like cash is weird. Like I wouldn't if Kagan ever gave me cash, that would just be <laughs> the weirdest present. <laughs> I guess I mean like a gift card is like is less it's less transactional. Anyways, we're digressing, but yeah. It's always it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to learn with your partner about like what actually matters to them. Because I just feel like so many dudes straight up do not care where you get them. Like they well, never or like yeah. that you didn't like, you know, get them what they wanted for their birthday? Well, I think that I think that I have I I'm a I love giving gifts. And so I think I am more of like that's kinda is my love language, right. is giving gifts and like I just I actually love like being kind of outrageously generous and like doing something really fun or like, you know, I, I like that. And so yeah, I think I think it goes both ways for me though too. Like I want I want the same thing to come my way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so, you just got to ask for what you want. Agreed. All of this is a roundabout way to say to everybody who's listening that my birthday is on August 22nd. And that means yeah. that you guys need – that everyone who's listening needs to be shopping right now so that they can put their gift in the mail in time to get to me. So you've got about a 10-day window before you need to start shipping gifts to me, everybody. Okay. What do you want, what do you want the listeners to buy you? Not a Groupon. Okay. I'm going to say we we accept yes to cash. cash. I will accept cash. Okay, what's the minimum amount? I mean, I just feel like why bother if it's going to be less than $10? I say why bother if it's going to be less than 100 people. Why bother? Like, don't even... Don't you dare send me a birthday text unless there's a $100 Venmo <laughs> <laughs> accompanying it. Absolutely. If someone texts you on your birthday Chandler, and they don't also Venmo you $100 <laughs> at that point, it's literally like them spitting in your face. Cause it's it's saying, I know your birthday is right now, so much so that I'm going to rub it in your face that I'm and not giving you $100 I'm going to actively do nothing. Yeah, exactly. Like, those... Every friend who texts you on your birthday without $100 is an enemy. You will know your enemies on August 22nd. Totally. A day of reckoning. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Honestly, everyone, I don't need anything for my birthday. All I want is for someone to find me, a Jeffrey Dean Morgan in San Francisco. (laughs) <laughs> okay people yeah okay first of all everyone knew that that was a joke that you don't actually expect a hundred dollars from everyone on your birthday but also uh people i don't need anything just find me the perfect man where i live that that would be great thank you thank That's you like so actually much the biggest ask you i know, just need brad pitt <laughs> in, in pack it. heights please please it'd be so great it'd be so so great if you guys could do that good luck good luck with that Chan, can we discuss love life? I'm so glad you finally watched it. You first of all, you leached my HBO Max password. You're welcome. I will be charging you every fifteenth of the month for your cut. Um, okay. No, I didn't. You first of all, you told me you cancelled your subscription, and I did not leech your password. Are you I sure? I bought my own account. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I asked you to, and you're like, "Oh, sorry, I already cancelled it. Free <laughs> trial ended." I, I recently re upped and I just figured that you were using mine. Well, you use my Netflix, so that's why. Okay. Well, I thank you. Yes, I'm glad to have been able to access it on my own and to have be able, been able to watch it. It's an excellent recommendation. Thank you. I, I'm so glad you like it because it was recommended to me by Faith and I was definitely skeptical. Like, I'm like, Ugh, I don't really need a drama. I also don't love the main actress. I don't even know her name, but I don't love her. Mm -hmm. and I was pleasantly surprised yeah I'm not like an Anna Kendrick stan whatsoever but I think that the show does a really good job of showing just classic boyfriends that a lot of us have in our 20s and I know I certainly had a lot of those boyfriends the writers get it so right they like get it they, so right. They are spot on with like the mannerisms, the things the guys say, the way they behave, the way they fall short. It's like perfection. I, there, There was a lot I related to, and so I think that I want to talk about it, but to talk about it, I think on some level, we're going to have to give away some storylines. Right, so spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So I would probably just skip ahead like five to ten minutes in the pod if you want to skip this. Okay, Chan, I want to say that the first thing that – I loved was the way that they showed the relationship that didn't work with Augie, the guy who mm-hmm. was a very intense political activist. Right. Right. Or he wasn't, it wasn't that intense, but he was a writer for Politico. He was a writer for Politico. And I think that so much in our twenties, you have this idealized version of yourself. Like mm-hmm. I know that I saw myself as more outdoorsy than I truly am in my twenties or in my early twenties. And I chose guys based on an unrealistic and unself-aware idea of myself and like the way she kind of was talking to him she was like yeah we're not so compatible like i think like when you're in your early 20s and you're dating and you date someone who has like much stronger beliefs than you i think a lot of times you are like inspired by that because you want to have like such strong beliefs yourself or at least is like you know intense and i think it's like a way to like virtue signal and like show other people that you Are smart, right? Um, Exactly, and I've definitely been attracted to people like that in the past. There was a scene where they're they're looking at an art piece. Basically, it's her and her boss, sort Mm -hmm. of, and her boyfriend, and he basically uses the art piece as an opportunity to go on a diatribe about environmentalism. And that is so something that I think I would have done in my early twenties, and now later, I'm thinking I wouldn't do because. I just don't feel that way anymore. And also, I think that I just would prioritize people being comfortable and having a nice time over creating an argument. You know, like I think you learn how to read the room as you get older. It's like I'm at an event for my significant other's job. Maybe I'm going to refrain from being center of attention for better or for worse. Or creating negative energy. Like relationships matter more. I think relationships matter more than ideas and that is that is something that I've learned only through maturing. you know I love that I love that the other thing okay so I want to talk about one of the things I hated about the show what I really hated how and I'm not I'm not a prude and I feel like I'm an open person but I just really hated how literally every single relationship they went all the way on the first date oh interesting yeah did you notice that no, I didn't like I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, every single relationship they go all the way either the first night they meet or the first date. And for me, I I think that's just such a lie about modern dating. Like I don't think that is reality and I think that it's such a weird narrative that I I constantly see in shows. Well, that and I th- totally People just do that on the first date like I don't have any friends where that's their norm whatsoever no, I don't think that's the norm and I think it also like it's just an example I feel like of like a show setting like a really strange expectation out of women yeah like the weirdest expectation that you're gonna want that and that you're gonna feel comfortable enough to do something like that to, that you're gonna be comfortable enough that, and I that think, it, it's a normal thing it's not I, normal that's really weird I think this is just like a classic HBO tv show and they're Aren't they and they are notorious for like a, having a lot of sex well that's actually just just straight up not the reality yeah or at least just not the, the first date every single time
1: it yeah, just made it seem sure. like that's
0: the cultural norm in dating now and right. I maybe like forgive me if I'm wrong like maybe I'm totally out of touch but that just wasn't my reality whatsoever and <laughs> yeah what did you think of Magnus It was super frustrating to watch her stay with Magnus because he was so awful. Because he was so awful and there was just like sign after sign. And like, I just feel like there was like three times before they actually broke up where she should have broken up with him, like clear moments where it was like, you know what, actually, this is too complicated and we're just dating and I don't like you enough. You're not treating me that well to make it work that well. And he was just so cringy. Uh, even like with his lovey dubbiness, and I like your dreams are my dreams <gasps> like it was so oh. Hallmark cheesy corny so cheesy. like I think my soul is just way too black for saying crap like that but yeah I I was obviously thrilled when they inevitably like don't end up together they got divorced I um, also I really like the show's uh characters like I like that we, f- we saw Darby and her love life obviously is like the main thing going on in the show, but I love like the Sarah plot mm-hmm. and just like the way her, the way everyone's lives like are evolved around each other, not revolved, but like, mm-hmm. you know, they, c- they kind of coexist in this like 20s space. And yeah, I just, I, I, I really thought the Sarah relationship was interesting. Like how her boyfriend wanted to like settle down and like yeah, get to a quieter point of life and like she wasn't ready for that and like I don't know it made me like sad but like it was it was great I thought it was really well done I mean I I thought that was another like un- super unrealistic portrayal like most women are not Sarah and so it's just so funny to me that I feel like every show the girl is always like doesn't want to settle down could kids crazy like yeah some girls are definitely like that but I would say the majority are not. It's just like always like such a funny narrative that they try to push that like there's all these women out there who are like who don't, don't want a like good steady guy yeah and who don't want to like get married and have kids. It's just such a funny like trope that the media. I think that like not the media, capital M, but that certainly gets pushed in a lot of like it's right. an interesting narrative. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a stereotype that I don't think is that based in, in reality. Yeah. And then the boyfriend with, like, the house, with the house and just, like, I want to live here and, like, have kids and, like, all that stuff. Like, I don't know. I also feel like that was just, like, a little unrealistic, too. Yeah. But I guess maybe it's not that unrealistic. I mean, look at, like, Tom Sandoval and Ariana. Like, I personally, I actually don't think that, like, I do think a lot of women like that exist. Yeah. Like, I, I think there's like plenty of people who are not ready to like quiet, like have their lives quiet down because I think to them, to a lot of people, it's a sign of getting older and that's really scary for a lot of people. Like, and I I always think actually about now that line, that the new line in one of the folklore songs, that's like a coming of age has come and gone or something like that. I think people are, I don't know. I think that's a scary idea for some people like for men and women. Yeah, Totally. Yeah. I think I, so it's so funny. I, when I dropped you off in San Francisco, I definitely had a moment where I was like, and I don't know if I've t- if I talked about this on the pod last week, but mm-hmm. I had a moment where I was like, man, like, this is so crazy. Like you were young and dating and having all these fun experiences. And like, I'm so excited for you. And I had someone where I was like, Whoa, that phase of my life is totally over. Like I'm not, I'm not going to be in that phase where I'm like daydreaming and like going on all these crazy dates and like chatting with my girlfriends about it. Like it's weird to see chapters of your life close. And mm-hmm. I totally understand that. But for me, I mean, that's just life, you know? Well, like, and I think you, you yearn for those chapters to close. Yeah. It's like the only thing worse than those chapters closing is them like not closing, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and not evolving and not going through each stage, right, right of life or not getting to that next step, I think for me yeah. personally. But and I just I back to love life, I thought like the baby story was pretty cool. And I mean actually I the only thing that, I mean a lot of the a lot of parts of the show are unrealistic, but her art gallery job, job seemed way unrealistic. I'm just going to yeah. be frank. Oh, yeah, I had that written down that I wanted to talk about. That was a totally a fake job. Like fake job. I'm sorry that that doesn't exist. Classic fake know. TV show. Oh, it's like Charlotte and Sex in the City. Like yeah. every girl has a high pink, like, make six figures working at a museum and, totally. like, in, in looking great and cute outfits. Like, since when? Since when are museum employees rich? Let me tell you. People who work in those jobs, they have really rich parents and family (laughs) because they make no money. It's like people who work in publishing in New York. They basically make no money and they're all from wealthy families because that's how they can afford to have those jobs. And it's the same thing with museums. And you also likely do not... Like the natural progression of being a tour guide to being the top curator oh my is gosh. It's not you don't go from like being the girl handing out the headsets to being the curator no. in two years or five years even. It's like literally your own like your job is to just like inspect like salt shakers <laughs> and like arrange them on a stool. Totally. No. The most hilarious thing to me was like her gorgeous office. And then the <sighs> title, her title was like assistant to this person. I know. Like, I know. never have that office. This just so funny. No. Okay. So I don't know if you have anything else, but the okay, I, I do. I have yeah, two other on, things. things. Okay. Okay. We'll get one really quick that I thought was really cool was, so she gets pregnant and I thought it was really cool that they didn't have her terminate the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Like I actually cuz I felt like that's just generally kind that's of like what I the was expecting to be honest. Yeah, that's what you expect to happen. And so I thought it was really cool that they showed a different way. Totally. I that was very cool. I so, think yeah, like I definitely yeah, well, I she agree. was pregnant and she's not. She it's not with it's not with a guy she wants to be with. And so that's right, why like they like doesn't she like go yeah, anyways. So I thought that was cool. And then I also thought that they really showed the realities of the fact that women just do more mm-hmm. than men do. With child care. With like child care. Yeah. Thousand percent. And so I liked that they didn't they didn't gloss over that. Like I was definitely expecting them to be like, oh yeah, now she's having a kid. Now and she has like them, this cute little stroller life. And just like loves being an art curator and mm-hmm. the mom with her modern family and her ex-boyfriend. They're raising their kid together. That was just that to me was going to be so Stupid, but I was glad they didn't go down that path. Yeah, no, I was. I I really like that, and I think like just sh- showing the pure exhaustion. Yeah. yeah, of being a mom. Like, <laughs> there's nothing more taxing or exhausting than being a single mother. Yeah, I think that. I mean, I look at we were pretty involved with when Courtney had her first kid, and Courtney definitely was t- like was tired with James, but I felt like it was it didn't seem that crazy. But she also had full stable help with Wyatt. And totally. they have like an they have a nice situation where he's mm-hmm. home all day. He's home all the time. He's a super active dad. And and I think that if you are like the sole caregiver, that is a lot. A That's lot. a lot. Oh, and living in a big city, it literally made me never want to have a kid in a big city. Just being gonna be totally honest. Oh, it looked like, yeah, it looked nightmarish. And that was a really, that was cool that they um, glossed over that, or they didn't gloss over that reality. right, right. right. I thought the ending was a little unrealistic. I know he that the last guy though was the most dashing to me. Oh, he was the cutest. The guy she ends up with is by far the well. Cu- oh, okay, actually, I want to say this. I was so glad that the ending was not her ending up alone. I mean, like she figured out that right. the only person she needed was with herself. herself. <laughs> <laughs> like I was going to be so She's frustrated. Like, I am enough. I am enough. <laughs> and then she re- looked in the mirror and said, all that matters is that I love me. I love myself because I no. love life. <laughs> and then she realized that she was enough. No, that was that was a huge relief because I thought that was, was going to be so boring. Totally, totally. Sorry, I, I could get into this show for hours and hours. Yeah, here's the thing. The museum job... The ending guy, these are things that just don't happen. Like Mm -hmm. you don't meet a guy at the wedding who is like a 10 out of 10 hotness. And he doesn't just like, he doesn't just like openly flirt with you all night long. That just like doesn't happen in real life. And then, and then like, oh, she falls asleep. Well, he like leaves to go get drinks or something. And she has to like pump because she's a mother. And when he comes back, she's already asleep. So instead there's just like a note under the door that says like, you know, next time couldn't get back into the hotel room where she was staying because right. she was asleep and so it was locked. And so he just yeah, he puts a, a note under there that was like, So glad you got some sleep. Like <sighs> finally and here's my number. And then, oh, oh, I'm sorry, you've just met the, the dream the man and you're and never, you never gonna call never him? text him. I was like, that's so never mad. gonna happen. And then and happen. then you're gonna run into him at no. the the little corner store. I don't think so. That's what happens in this alternate reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm he leaves I guess in this ultimate rea- reality the note still happens you spend the next 24 hours boots on the ground with your friends deciding how you're going to text him because that's what you do. hundred percent. You agonize over how you're going to get in contact. And guess what? You also don't fall asleep when he's going to get champagne no. or whatever. You like get really hot when he's going to get champagne. Like there's the, nothing about that was realistic. It was ridiculous. And the, and how he was like, Oh, you have a kid. He we have like an eight month old. That's so hot to me. Yeah. I, I think, I don't think conversations happen like that where it's like a, yeah, turn on if you will. I, yeah. I think what they were probably getting at was that the, like he was also complicated and had like a com- uh, a more zigzaggy life. It was just it was just so unrealistic. Um, but w- the thing that I loved the most about it, and it actually really reminded me of my relationship, is that it the narration at the end was talking about how like he was the one for her and their relationship was so steady and calm, and it right. like, wasn't this like huge like burst. Mm -hmm. That was definitely like me and Kagan when we started dating, like it was like calm and steady and just good and happy and easy and fun. Like Mm -hmm. it was, but it wasn't this like crazy, like burning so bright. Like it, it, it became that with time and getting to know each other. So I just think like that part was really true. Like, I think when you do find your person, a lot of times it's way more calm than you imagined it would be. So totally it's beautiful lauren it's an, oh well i don't know it's a it, it's a great show it's definitely worth watching so give us your thoughts oh, and us and the it has great music. i thought the music and the graphics like the way like the title pages were treated it was beautiful yeah i'm mean, production quality hbo it's tom notch it's always tom notch. okay let's get into some let's continue the discussion of single women please with the real housewives of new york okay let's do it Chandler, I took a break from Housewives for a minute. Mm -hmm. So did I. No, I I was off the wagon completely. And I I honestly thought I wasn't going to return. Like I had the distinct thought, like maybe I'm just not watching Real Housewives at this point in my life. Well, I think we've just suffered through so many puppy gates, so (sighs) much fake drama that I'm just in a, I'm in a place where I was over it. Like I was just, I don't want to have to suffer through another season of contrived drama. But, and I don't think we like, I think all of our old favorites, like we'd sort of seen their tropes mm -hmm. and we'd seen everything play out for something fresh. Yeah. Well, I don't know about how you feel about it, but we both caught up and I'm sorry. The past three episodes of New York are some of the most high quality entertainment that I've ever seen. Fantastic. Both Beverly Hills and New York are topping for me killing the game I I just couldn't even believe it when I, I started in New York and I was watching the episode where Luann where they're at the Berkshires and Lu, Luann hears Ramona talking about how Sonia also <gasps> used, used to be a cabaret yes. okay pa- pause really quick that was like a total bomb drop I had no idea I like well, she, I did, I she did well, one I, performance right but like I didn't still though And I think Sonia, honestly, is just has way more stage presence than Luann. I'm sorry, Luann. As someone who's been to the live show, yes, Sonia, a thousand percent has more stage presence. Yeah, and and even that little clip that they showed, you can just tell she is a star. I would love to see a full show (sighs) of Sonia. Love to. But that was okay the whole scene I made Kagan watch it he came home and I was like you have to see this I like played him the whole the whole five the five, first five minutes of that episode where Ramona opens the door and she's like telling the guys delivering the food like oh like you know <gasps> I'm thin but I like to eat I love food I look great My but I'm a, like she like she kept commoner her look she was like I look great but I'm a mess like it's it just so, so funny so great um Okay, I am just, like, loving Leah. Like, I know I've said it before, but, like, she can basically do no wrong. Leah's excellent. Leah's excellent because she always says what she thinks. And I think Leah brings all the Bethany punchiness Mm -hmm. and quippy dialogue without any of, like, the bite. Yeah. the venom that Bethany had. So I would say that Bethany and Leah to me are just about on par with each other. Like Bethany brought so much to the show and was so witty and Leah does too. But I wouldn't say that I'm, I minded Bethany's bite. If anything, I I think think it brought a lot of entertainment value. Yeah, it did bring entertainment value. But I think as far as a friend goes, I would much rather show up to dinners with Leah for six weeks rather than dinners with Bethany, because I feel like Bethany was moody. And if you caught her at a bad moment or she, you were not on her good side, like you were screwed. Whereas I feel like Leah's just, in general, a, a happier woman. Totally, totally. For me, at least, like Leah has a, is a little bit more shameless because she's not as rich. And she, I, I love it. it, exactly. It's so refreshing. Like I'm, I am was sick of seeing Bethany's apartment. You could always tell that 5% of Bethany's brain was like, is this really going to be on brand for when I'm mm-hmm. on the cover of Forbes? She's just a little bit more polished and Leah is just raw. Yep, yep. I think I will. I will be disappointed. Okay, do you, do you remember the trajectory of Carol? I mean, what do you mean? Like, Carol Like leaving? I felt like Carol, for the first couple seasons, was so funny and so raw and right. so real and so honest. And then she kind of, like, changed and morphed. And, and she, started, like she started dating Adam. Yeah, and she started to be, like, very vain. She got super vain. She got a lot of work done. And then mm-hmm. she, like, started just being all about like her instagram selfies and she she kind of lost her her realness and she stopped offering i i thought great opinions mm-hmm. she started to kind of more just kind of coast right so i thought that was that's just interesting wait oh quick sidebar yeah have you read what remains mm-hmm. carol's Where yeah it's a beautiful memoir. memoir it's a beautiful book okay. yeah so, I, I think i'm gonna read so it's it beautiful. and i would love to report about it on the pod yeah you should Well, also, I think it's interesting. I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about the real reason that Dorinda was so mad at Tinsley, and this all makes sense now, was because Tinsley wasn't showing her relationship on the show, Mm -hmm. and that really frustrated Dorinda, because she felt like she was hiding something from the show, and Dorinda kind of put Mm -hmm. it all out there, and... Anyway, so I thought that was interesting because I didn't really... I just thought Dorinda wanted Tinsley to, to be honest about her relationship to their friend group. I didn't realize it was more of like a show thing.
1: Like, see, oh, you're not really showing your life.
0: Totally. I don't think Tinsley had any problem revealing details about her life. I think it's literally Scott didn't want to be talked about on the show. <laughs> totally, totally. And apparently apparently Dorinda had spent like some time with them privately, like mm-hmm. went on a trip with them or something and didn't really like him. And oh, so really? it was like, yeah. And so there was a part, part of her that didn't want to see her end up with him yeah so I felt bad because Dorinda kind of s- was portrayed as jealous
1: mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I don't think
0: that's ultimately what it was no, I don't so. think it, I mean I, I think Dorinda was like going through some things I never thought she was jealous like, like oh, I don't I think Dorinda, she was wanted, jealous. It's like Dorinda wanted to be married to s- coupon King Scott I think Dorinda loved being married to super wealthy Richard and, and-, and the Clintons Yeah. yeah, And that was like, I mean, this is a very well-discussed narrative on the show. I think Ramona gave this opinion and that life is kind of gone for her now. Mm -hmm. And seeing Tinsley kind of born of almost that pedigree, never really has to work, always kind of had a perfect life. And in this echelon of society, you know, there's probably a part of her also that is jealous of the fact that she was you know quite a bit younger and in a different season of her life and so i thought that i definitely thought that was the reason it's so funny i get that vibe so much more that type of jealousy from ramona to leah well yeah i mean that's what that's what drinda said to yeah to heart, right weird. and like it's it's spot on yeah to- totally and like, ramona is the type of friend where like if you show up somewhere and you look cuter than her she's gonna be kind of mad totally totally She's like the most toxic type of friend yeah for sure okay let's talk quickly about her birthday party yes yes let's please. i will be throwing some version of that for myself this month
1: Look really invite
0: yeah i've already rented out the convention center Oh my gosh, that's incredible! Do you have like a huge paper mache art installations that are going to be ready too? I do, I do, and the wow. bar is going to say uh, Chandler's bedroom because I actually don't have a living room that I own; I just have a bedroom that I own. So it's stunning! A- oh I my gosh. gosh! And I'm, I'm going to have, have all your guests wear black, and then you can wear red. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, that's a, those are like my high school colors, so I feel like that's kind of weird. I think I'm going to have all the guests wear like what's like a really bad like a magenta or a lavender okay okay I'm gonna be wearing like a beautiful white dress I like it I like it okay yeah, I'm into it I'm into it are you gonna ask people to give you a hundred dollars okay I didn't believe that was real can you believe that I don't think I don't believe that I don't think she would actually do Wait. that because it's so tacky no but I actually what then why was she showing people giving her like cash or whatever I don't like, I, I didn't see totally anyone give her that. cash but I, I saw her get like, a gift but that wasn't no 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 that wasn't the purse that she got I don't think, maybe someone else set up the gift, set it up for her, maybe, you know? Yeah. But, okay, also, do you think her Gucci bags are fake? This is very stupid to comment on, but I am curious. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't I like, think her Gucci bags are fake. She I has the money to buy real Gucci bags. Right? Why would you get a fake one? Exactly. That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the singers at dinner. The singers? The singers Mario and Ramona Singer. Oh, at dinner with the family. Okay, mm-hmm. I just want to say that it's very, very, very impressive to me. Given that Ramona is the type of person where if you sh- she doesn't want you to show up looking hotter than her, uh, and she's clearly a jealous type. Yes, the fact that she's able to like have this warm, loving relationship with Mario is, I think, I, I bowed down to this attitude. I. I salute it. I think it's so cool and impressive. Say what you want to say about Ramona. This is an incredible testament of being a good person, or at least a being a good enough charity. person. Yeah, being a good enough person to want to make sure your daughter has a stable family life. Mm-hmm. Wow. No, it's it's really lovely. It's really <laughs> lovely. That scene was sweet with them. I really don't like Avery. Why don't you like Avery?
1: maybe, maybe she's I, your
0: age no could you jealous of her i'm threatened by avery singer <sighs> no i have just have seen a lot of like blind celebrity gossip accounts where she like has been nightmarish to people and said stuff at clubs like do you know who my mom is no yeah yeah that's so embarrassing, that's so embarrassing. okay should we dig into beverly hills is there anything yes, else night. Okay. no that's it for new york um, oh wait dude, the scene where the scene where sonia is breaking the glass on and standing on the platter or whatever it was was phenomenal i was screaming i was then, watching in my apartment alone screaming like freaking out it was so good she when she's also going through her apartment which that actually makes me really sad like please someone rent sonia's townhouse because i want to make sure she has her rent paid <laughs> I but mean, but really she's awesome. also like being a clothing tycoon, so yeah, that's true. That's for Century Twenty One, which I'd never heard of. I was yeah, like, what? Really? I thought because that was like, like a- thought, yeah, I thought it was like insurance <laughs> or something. No, I'm pretty sure like Aunt Joanne like is a realtor for Century Twenty One. So I'm confused. I same. Okay, so let's get into Beverly Hills. I mean, what's there to say? What's there to say except for that scene in the Brown dinner is <sighs> was a masterpiece. A masterpiece. The looks. The glances, the gazes, the stares. I had to chop it all up and put all the glances together in my in my to. short film because okay. I mean it, it, it was art. It was art. It was like a a Greek tragedy. It's an opera. It's when so it's the deepest human emotions are played Denise, out on their faces. Denise saying "Bravo, Bravo, Bravo!" trying to like use that old production trick to try and get the footage cut. And then, and then Erica's face, as after she says it, just like her heart's broken for her, and it's just like this: you're you're not going to be able to save yourself. No, no. Like it was so good. I mean, the Bravo, Bravo, Bravo. Yeah, like, that was a new level of like. Well. Um- Okay, do you think let's just do get we, to we it? Believe. Yeah, do we believe? Hold what on. What do you think?
1: Do I, I don't wanna
0: because I have a very strong opinion, but I don't want to cloud your opinion, so I want to hear your opinion first. I mean, I believe it. I think I when I saw Denise's facial expression when it was brought up at the dinner, I feel like the, that like that micro expression on her face said everything. Said okay, hundred percent agree. The way she handled it, if someone said to me at dinner, Oh, I heard that you hooked up with this girl. Like, I would just be like, that's, that's crazy. That didn't happen. Right. (laughs) Like, end of story. Like, you would just be like, oh, yeah, that's, you would either laugh, like, genuinely laugh, or you'd be like, yeah, that didn't happen. That's wild, though. And that's really weird that they would say that. Like, the way she tried to play it off, it was just so obvious. I'm not a good liar, and I can spot other really not good liars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I do think, like, given how open her and Aaron are, when Aaron was, like, holding her, when they were, like, walking out of Kyle's barbecue and he's like, I'll crush her hand. Was he saying that, like, threatening her? Yes. Like, threatening Denise? Yes. Like, like he was, what like, is... Like, don't tell me not to... T-. He said, don't tell me what to say or not to say. Like, he was angry oh, he was holding her hand. Gosh. What What was strange to me is that given how open she is about how sexy their relationship is it was strange to me that they don't have some sort of arrangement like that or that he would really have cared that much like okay so she got totally wasted and did something stupid although it's weird that it happened twice it's so weird also like Brandy is not a credible person at all in my opinion but this is like I just I don't know I feel like there was just something about it that felt like she, she wasn't just doing it for like kicks. Yeah, no, I there, so there's definitely a part of me that thinks like, okay, obviously Brandy did this so that they can, she can get back on the show. But there's also a part of me that just thinks that like, it's too crazy but length to go to, mm-hmm. you know? Right, right. I listened to another podcast and what they said is that the cast members on Beverly Hills are actually very irritated and frustrated with Denise because she gets paid so much more than them because she's an established actress and when you you are an established actress like you can just negotiate for way more money and since most of them aren't they don't get paid nearly as much as Denise does to be on the show but yet it's I guess like in her contract that her other acting gigs come first and she was trying to control the edit about her like she wasn't even actually giving or showing her true life and so that really frustrated everyone Yeah. yeah very interesting yeah super interesting and and like really sad and very strange like why if you're so strange with your life and husband why are you going to jeopardize that at all let alone with brandy I it's really bizarre and sad I've been loving Sutton I like Sutton a lot except for when at the dinner table she's like you have no right to say this like at the dinner table. Like shut oh, up, I know. Man. This She's... is a reality show. This is the really point of going to dinner so that there can be they can have this dramatic showdown. I just think that's like it adds like a Countess Luann vibe to the West Coast that I like. Yeah, that's true. It definitely does. Anything else on Beverly Hills that happened? I just keep thinking that Erica is so stunning. Like at that dinner scene. Erica? Her face. Her, face, her skin. It's she's a porcelain doll she really is I want to know whatever she's She's doing I want to know everything because she looks so natural too no it's like it's like her face hasn't aged in like 20 years years. always is just so fresh I think it okay I think it is a little bit just being a little bit curvier Mm -hmm. like it just makes you have natural fullness yeah yeah um your face. And she's just so stunning. Also Dore, like Dorit kind of annoyed me in the first couple seasons, but I have to tell you, I just think Dorit brings so much humor when she's talking about how Brandy is not a credible source. Cause she said her boobs were messed up and she's like, darling, they are perfect. Like Dorit brings it. Dorit does. And I also, I just, I love seeing the outfits for pure outfit, like entertainment. When they're like, we're having dinner at the hotel. Why is this a fashion show? It was so funny, it's so funny. And I just do love like Denise showing up in like flip flops. Like no matter what, Denise is always like kind of sloppy, S- so sloppy. Do you want to talk about the Goop video really quick? Ugh, yes. So we both independently watch this video without telling each other without even planning on talking without about discussing it, it. but then yeah. she was like oh I've tried this video that Gwyneth just put out and I'd already watched it I already like seen it when it came on my feed in full the full it's, four minutes it's with Gwyneth Blythe, Blythe her mother, mother yeah and Apple her daughter three generations I, there's a lot of Apple promotion happening recently which is I mean, interesting I'm, i are seeing a lot of her on in Instagram maybe it's just quarantine but yeah I mean she's just like her daughter and you know I think Gwyneth is just proud well she's never showed her before that's what's interesting at like, all she barely like, barely yeah Maybe Apple's like more comfortable with it who knows yeah who knows but but the video itself I know it's the most basic white girl thing to be obsessed with Gwyneth Paltrow but I still 100%. am just so obsessed with Glennith I just Paltrow. can't help it like I, this is just who I am I feel drawn to her in every way and she I'm, feels like a beacon of everything I yes. wish I was and what wish to be. Ugh. I Lauren didn't catch this, but if any of you guys go and watch it, you can see a little bit of Brad, Brad Falchuk at the very beginning. It's the cutest video, and and I just I love everything about Gwyneth. Like at the end, they're talking about aging, and then Apple says, "You know, but with age comes beauty," and Gwyneth just starts laughing because no, we- like she like. Or she says Asians Asian women. Was, yeah. And yeah, and Gwen just starts laughing cuz it's like clearly so cheesy. Like that just it was just so like Gwen just chilling, so She's so yeah. real. And I don't know, I thought that her mom was like refreshing. She also she used two words. She used the word fuss, which I thought was cute. I'm like I'm going to start using the word fuss more. Like I'm not going to fuss around with dinner. I'm not going to fuss with the getting ready. It's it's a great word that we are definitely underutilizing 100%. please go watch it's a great yeah it's great and it's also I think the thing I love about Gwyneth is she's so like Courtney said on one of our podcast episodes she is like aging so naturally and there's such a calming warmth to her face like in this later stage 100% it's so soothing she just seems so happy and like good in her own skin and like i know that's really that is super cliche to say as well but it's like it's amazing and i want that i do too she, she yeah it's too much it's too much but i Are can't to buy goop jeans you know i think i probably will in, in a couple months because okay. i'm more flush I, <laughs> you? I, I think it's interesting yeah i kind of want to get it but it's i thought about how it's a kind of a direct ripoff of drunk elephants good jeans which is like one of their products. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So
1: I um, see you. Boop.
0: I want to work for you, but I see you. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's capitalism. That's competition. I like it. Two companies trying to deliver great value at a competitive prices. What else can you want? What else could you but want? More for of- options as a consumer. Mm-hmm. And in that spirit of capitalism, please go buy me a birthday gift. Yep, hundred bucks. August twenty second. Trans right. expecting it. I really am. All right, Lauren, before we sign off fully, let's read some reviews. What do you say? Yes, I would love that. And before we read these reviews, let's make a little note here. Folks, we come to you on Bended Knee. We are trying to grow this podcast. We are. We are prostrating ourselves before you. It started as a small seed years ago, and we're trying to lift off the ground. We'd like to grow into some sort of tree at some point. I would be so thrilled to just have a single branch. Absolutely. Really, anything potentially even an apple to fall from it to partake of. Yeah, like we would like to bear fruit. <laughs> we would <laughs> help it's us, so please. Yes, <laughs> help us, help us plant our orchard. Um, help us spread our seed. What? And the, the best way to do that, oh my gosh, is by leaving us a review. Leaving us a review and telling your friends. Like, tell someone, hey, I found this podcast. It's literally changed my life. I've never been happier. I stopped going to therapy. I broke up with my boyfriend. I started dating someone richer. Like, everything Holler. has changed since everything, I started listening. Everything in my life has gotten better since I started listening to this podcast. Yeah. I need you to give this speech to 10 people this morning. Within this, the hour, Within this the hour. Pod, we need you to give this speech to 10 people, okay? And okay. leave us a five-star review from your phone and a few other phones. Just if you're standing in line at Starbucks, grab someone's phone, leave us a review really quick. That's great. all we ask. It's a small ask. It's just a little thing. A little thing. With that said, let's thank the people who have, you know, gone the extra mile, done the work, well, left us a, a review. review. <laughs> These are the heroes of the Pub Apologist. Really? So we have two reviews to read for this week, which is which is incredible because last week we had none. So thank you, you, the two of you. The first one says, just great, exclamation point, is the subject. And they say, I like these hosts from the first time I listened. But I knew it was love when they bravely spoke out against the evil reign of terror we we're under with Meghan Markle. Their obvious disdain for her BS has won me over. I'm here with, I'm here for you. We are here to shepherd you through these dark times through Mm -hmm. this reign of terror. That's our role. Donald Trump is not the enemy. Meghan Markle is. And we stand by that. Xi Jinping has nothing on Meghan Markle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Could never. Okay. So our next review entitled anyone who's anyone, anyone who's anyone listens to this pod. The only hope of a Wednesday is that it's time for a new episode. The witty banter, childhood stories, and housewives commentary will make you cry laughing 98% of the time. Silk screenings and Pop apologists t-shirts as we speak. Anyone who's anyone will be wearing one with their T-Swift cardigans. <laughs> we know it all too well, well, well. I've never needed anything more. Keep up the good work, ladies. This review is from Stacy Ord, who I adore, and I'm best friends with her and her daughter, Haley. Childhood best friends. I love you guys so much. This review, truly, the copy in here is fantastic. Maybe you guys should just come be a copywriter at Facebook because you maybe just took my job. Also, I really hope Mark isn't listening. I really hope he isn't. Anyone who's anyone. I hope this is a nod to the fact that my third grade birthday party t-shirt said uh, Chandler's like eighth birthday. Anyone who's anyone was there. I think that's what they're trying to do here. And I'm I'm ready to be outed as someone who printed that on a t-shirt and, and handed it out to elementary schoolers. Yeah, you, the bullying started young for you. The cool girl vibe started young. And and... Super young. You're not here to deny it. Stacey, that's the sweetest, most thoughtful, amazing review of all time. I want to frame it. I want to put it on my wall. And I'm just... You know, you're an OG listener of the pod and your dedication. <gasps> uh, sh- truly, Stacy and Haley are OG listeners. They've been with us since the beginning, since 2016, They've supporting us completely.
1: It's Lauren, did phenomenal. Stacey just crack
0: our merch idea? Like, should we just print shirts that say pop apologists? Anyone who's anyone is listening? Honestly? Yes. <sighs> yes. <sighs> okay. it's us a correction as we speak. I think maybe anyone who's anyone is listening it could be a a tagline like That's our a tagline oh anyone my who's anyone is listening <gasps> i have wow. the chills i just broke out in a sweat and i have the chills stacy you're worth your weight in gold truly oh my gosh and haley i know this was a collective effort from like truly two dynamite women we we can't thank you enough we can we're looking forward to printing the merch yes also if anyone has a silkscreen machine they want to donate to the pod let me know or like ten grand to get the first or line of like yeah totally a get t-shirt. us up off the ground just Venmo yeah. Venmo channel. Yeah. yeah but that's that doesn't count my birthday present just yeah. making that super clear that's a staffer payment yeah. okay Sounds okay good. Great. all right love you sis love you Have bye a good night. bye that's all for now folks.